You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Welcome to Soupcast, coming to you from Archaeosoup Towers. By popular demand, we're taking selected videos from the Archaeosoup back catalogue and bringing them to you as convenient podcasts. As the name implies, with Archaeosoup you get a bit of everything thrown into the pot. Archaeology, discussion, humour and debate. You can find out more at archaeosoup.com. So sit back, relax and enjoy our hearty helping of Archaeosoup. And welcome to Media Picks for the month of June. It's the it's a monthly thing again. <laughs> the month of June, twenty twenty one. June is busting out all over. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and in this week, when I am actually between you and I, I'm actually going on, on holiday tomorrow somewhere, taking a little break. Uh, I figured we figured that we would uh, have a little bit of a treat. Um, uh, I am joined, of course, by the amazing Andy Brockman. Uh, good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon. Basking in the glory of England's victory over Germany last night as a Welshman, I'm sure you are absolutely you are celebrating with the rest of the nation. Oh, yes, uh, yes, undoubtedly. It's not. It's not like last night we enjoyed the ability to go to go to the uh, the, the, the tip. With no traffic on the road, <laughs> it was it was glorious. We could just drive, drop off our rubbish, go to the shops. There was no one around, and every now and then we just heard the sort of "ooh, yay!" Kind of, yeah, it was brilliant. So yeah, no, well done, well done. Very happy for you. Anyway, uh, oppressor, oh mine. Um, what is your media? <laughs> What's your media pick of the month? Uh, Andy. Uh, okay, we, we've just been having a bit of fun there at the expense of all the sort of petty nationalism and so on that we're all living petty. through at the moment with the petty. Euros. And, and serious, and serious. Um, it's um, okay. Uh, I won't dig any further into that hole. But um, our, our viewer will be aware that we've been following the alleged so called war on woke for some time, and particularly since the toppling of the Statuous Rebel Colston in Bristol last year. Um, my media pick is a BBC documentary, um, which is called Statue Wars One Summer in Bristol, um, which uh, obviously they didn't know they were going to make until the event actually happened. And filming actually picks up about just under a week after the statue was actually toppled from its plinth uh, into the harbour in Bristol uh, by a demonstration uh, uh, by demonstrators who were supporting the Black Lives Matter movement and anti-racism in the wake of the death of George Floyd in the United States. Uh, It was probably the most high profile manifestation of that movement in the UK and it led to a reaction from government in terms of uh, its uh, enforcing its policy of explain and retain on uh, museum bodies, uh, galleries, mm-hmm. uh, communities, and, and in fact has even led to draft uh, or proposed legislation which would protect statues from being removed without planning permission and in, in extreme cases the permission of the Secretary of State for Culture, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty heavy duty political response to what, as I say, is a, is a one-off event. Very, very cleverly, 
what this program did was shadow the mayor of Bristol, Marvin Rees, who's the um, uh, the first uh, black elected mayor of a city in Western Europe, um, as he and his top team tried to deal with the fallout from the situation uh, in a city which is divided um, bet- uh, between very rich areas and very poor areas. Um, it has uh, a very diverse community. And um, some people might have heard of the... Um, area of uh, St Paul's which is very identified with the black community or has been in the past I certainly was I, I lived in Bristol in the early 80s and um, and even then issues like which came to a head with Colston were, were, were current so uh, Reese and his team were very aware of what was going on in their city on political grounds um, but also on social grounds but also again what was very I think very clever about this film was that although it uh, it took. It, it, it didn't take sides on the statue argument. It didn't. In fact, it hardly um, uh, covered the statue argument at all. What it looked at was how do you deal with a situation like the one that followed the toppling of Colston, mm-hmm. without being even more divisive and try and turn it into a positive for the city. Um, you saw, for example, not just the reaction to Colston, but the reaction to the. Uh, deliberate damaging of, a, of another listed object that the, the, um, the gravestone of a, an enslaved African called Scipio, who was called Scipio Africanus by his owner um, in, in a Bristol churchyard that happens shortly after Colston uh, was toppled and um, was allegedly done as a reaction to Colston being toppled. In other words, you take our heritage, we'll, be, we'll get some of yours. Mm. Um, and also um, the uh, erection of uh, a resin statue of demonstrator Jen Reed, who famously was photographed standing on top of the plinth when Colston was stopped. Mm. Um, and how that was done uh, and, and, and how that was actually removed as well because it broke playing rules. Yeah. And the, um, and, 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 and so it, it was a, it was about people in a very difficult situation trying to, in a very intense pressure cooker situation politically and socially, trying trying to keep, uh, trying to prevent things becoming worse. And also, I think what was most interesting as well, it looked at the toll on people uh, who were actually dealing with it. So you had, for example, a member of the mayor's office going through the piles of letters that had come in mm-hmm. and which were roughly as she described it equally split between uh, pro the mayor uh, the, the statue coming down anti the statue coming down and racist abuse and threats to the mayor and the and the team including you know a, a letter enclosing a um a racist gollywog badge Right. Uh, Marvin Reese is Mar- Marvin Reese himself is um, uh, has, has a, a, a white mother and a black father. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, and also um, the um, it interviewed his uh, program also interviewed his wife and and a very telling interview about the uh, what was clearly the pressure on her and their children through this situation which hadn't been engineered at all by by 
Reese himself. So it was a very human program. It was a very smart program. It um, it, 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 it managed to make uh, it, 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 it. implicitly was arguing for an intelligent negotiated middle way um that accepted you know that 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 when people talk about white privilege you also need to talk about for example deprivation in the white working class and it's something you'll be familiar with in in the northeast um you, you, you have know, working uh, class people down south as well like... we do we do we do you know i live i live i live in Woolwich, which is one of the most diverse and poorer areas of, 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 of London. And just across the river is the London Borough of Newham, which again has the, uh, an incredibly diverse population and, and, and still areas of, of, of powerful, you know, strong deprivation. Yeah, but no, no, um, I, know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Former coal yeah. mine villages and... and uh, absolutely. Uh, form, former steel. Yes. Absolutely. Post-industrial, you know, communities that are on the edge of you know, disintegration if certain factories close, for example, you know. Um, so from what you've described there, I suppose the one thing I, f- I find a little bit puzzling in so much as the rest sounds like something that, 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 that one would have to watch to you know, to, to go with the narrative. But uh, I, mm. I don't, I didn't, I didn't hear about the, the Scipio Africanus um, uh, graveyard uh, attack or gravestone attack. Uh, but what I find curious about that is, is this notion that that is, that there's some sort of parity there. Because um, I've never really, I've, <laughs> throughout this whole thing, I've never really thought of, of the statue of Colston as being representative of of a group of people. You know, he, he's, he's mm. first and foremost, he's a, he's a class of person, I think. Uh, and then mm. he, he's a class of person whose effect on other people was ne- was notable. Uh, and also, uh, you know, notorious you know, in equal measure. Mm. Um, but the idea that that, that, that that a statue to to a, a merchant essentially is the equivalent of someone's mm. personal gravestone, I find that I find that mm. an odd one. Um, but then again, I don't know how deeply are you thinking about things if you're if you're if you're attacking a, a gravestone for those reasons. I suppose you're not necessarily thinking about things all that deeply. Um, so, so, so you say it was clever. Uh, do you think you know, what, what's the what's the overall tone? I mean, what what should people expect to to where should they expect to be mentally when they sort of finish watching it? Um, I think what you're left thinking is actually this is blooming difficult. Hmm. Hmm. Um, this whole issue is because um, there are things to be argued on both sides, not in favour of Colston. Uh, you know, Colston, Colston was a slaver. Colston made his money out of exploiting the, the uh, black African people who were ripped from their homes, taken across the Atlantic, many of whom died in the process or died quite quickly and quite horribly when they reached the Caribbean. Mm. You know, he, 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 what he did in modern terms is absolutely disgusting. Mm. Um, and it is a part of our heritage that and as the program was saying, you know, the, 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 there is interesting that um, the, the former head girl of a school that was named after Colston uh, appeared in the program, and she said, you know, uh, you, know, you can't, not not condoning what he did, um, but we have to come to an understanding of all, uh, of, of this past. Mm. You, know, you can't you can't just write it out. You can't just delete it. Mm. You have to negotiate your way out of it as a community, as as, as a complex community. And I think that that was the underlying message of of, of, of the programme, that 
you know everybody should you know has has a voice in this mm. um and uh the proper the the, the 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 best way forward for us as a as a society is to have an inclusive conversation mm. um there was a very telling moment for example when a demonstration um took place outside the um the mayor's office in 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 town hall in bristol city hall in bristol um where um the, uh, a um it was a, a primarily a, a left-wing blm uh styled uh meeting uh, which tied in with also one of the more um left-leaning members of, of the city council who argued that reese hadn't gone far enough and should be apologizing for bristol's role in the slave industry and slave trade in the 17th and 18th century mm. um and um again reese um made an argument which again i've heard elsewhere but i think has a, a lot of merit to it which is that yet yeah, this stuff matters but it shouldn't be a distraction from the real efforts which are about dealing with poverty as it affects everybody which are about dealing with lack of opportunity as it affects everybody and that's what he can as mayor have an impact on now whether he does or not of course his, his constituents all um will, will make a judgment on in fact he's just been re-elected for another term but um, you know, it, it basically it's complex stuff. If we negotiate our way out of it, we might end up in, in a better place as society. Of course, if people use it for their individual political, use the issue for their individual political aims, then we end up with probably more conflict. And it's arguable whether that's actually of any use to anybody. I suppose a couple of things come to mind on that. Uh, and, you know, again, I, have, I haven't watched it yet, but I do know about the issues surrounding uh, the events in Bristol. And to, to my to my mind, and as far as I can tell through observation, no one who topples statues or has toppled this statue, one statue in this country has been toppled. Absolutely, it should, it yeah. should be reiterated, one. Um, you wouldn't think so, but one, one has. And as far as I can tell, uh, the goal of that wasn't to delete history. It's not to deny that Colston existed or the or pr proposing the renaming of a school isn't to deny uh, that, that this was something that happened in and to and and for, uh, as it were, the benefit of some people in Britain, uh, Britain and Bristol. Um, but rather it's to, it's to make choices as to who it is that we put on plinths and who it is we venerate mm. in the naming of public buildings. There's, yeah. a, there's a difference there. So, so, uh, so, uh, the former head girl of a school saying we shouldn't be deleting history i don't think i don't think that's the goal of anyone who is doing this deleting history is ironically enough seems to be the thing that that people who are very conservative want to have happen in so much as they want the statue in place ironically enough so they don't have to think about yeah. the history it but it's it's it, it's complicated, isn't it? But 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 this this this, that, this this term deletion or deleting or uh, or rewriting history, um, I think, is a distraction. I don't think I've, I've actually heard anyone who wants to rewrite history. No, no adding to um, it, adding extra facts that are uncomfortable, perhaps. But hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, she was say, she was saying, you know, we, we need to deal with racism. Mm. Yeah, you know, we as a society need to deal with, with racism. So it wasn't a, you know it wasn't a denial or anything like that. Mm. I, I mean, I, I think you know. As I said, it wasn't primarily about the detailed arguments pro and against Colston, whatever. It was about how you deal, how how the the people in charge in Bristol, Marvin Reese and his team, mm. 
dealt with the situation and dealt, dealt tried to deal pragmatically and even handily with the situation when they were under great personal pressure. Mm. You know, uh, someone daubed, uh, Reese must die outside their house, mm. the family house. You know that um, is it, you know, because because politicians have to publish their home addresses in election literature. Mm. Um, so, it you know it 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 was a a situation that came out of a very particular set of circumstances without very much warning. Um, people were trying to deal with it in a, in a, a you know all its complexities on the hoof. Mm. You know, well, well, um, and in that sense, the, the second thing I was going to say was that it, it's interesting mm. how, uh, as you say, the, the need to tackle current uh, issues of, of poverty, for example, probably mm. is something that should come first in so much as if you, uh, and I, this goes for some people in my own family, so I can say this with some, mm. uh, some element of authority, if you are poor, or if you feel as though you are missing out compared to some people mm. you see down the road who appear to be wealthier than you, uh, mm. then you either uh, you either you know, try and get a better job or whatever you know try and improve improve your circumstances or sometimes you can fall back on this notion of well what am I rich in then what about me makes me special and if someone's whispering yeah. in your ear well actually your skin color makes you superior then then you're going to understandably maybe gravitate towards that. I'm not saying it's mm. inevitable but it does happen and so if 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 you want to stop people from daubing so-and-so must die on people's doors maybe you need to examine the circumstances that that put this led that person to believe that that is is legitimate act, political activity uh, 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 absolutely that's mm. exactly you know in in the end you don't don't watch this program expecting answers to the to the statues debate to the culture war that's not what it says in fact the government's barely mentioned yeah um it's about the response of reese's administration in bristol mm. Um, to the situation and then say trying to deal with it on behalf of the whole of the city not just one part of it and not just one one part of it. B because you know li li like it or not and disagree with it or not there are many shades of opinion in this mm. and mm. uh you know so so any solution is bound to be difficult uh, any pragmatic solution is bound to be difficult it's bound to disappoint some possibly most mm. you know um but that that's 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 real politique for you um, that's what we ask our politicians to do. So I'm, I'm um, only smiling. So I, 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 I'm only smiling because <laughs> that, that's one of your favourite phrases at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I'll end with two things, really. It's, a, uh, it's two th short things. First of all, it's to um, give credit to the director of the programme, Francis Welch, mm -hmm. um, and also to mention that the executive producer, one of the three executive producers, is David Olasoga. Right. who is also a, a Bristolian. So again, there was buy-in from the, from, you know, it was, it was very much a local, a locally themed program talking about a national canvas. Right. And I think very valuable for that because we, we tend to, we, we do tend to speak a lot from a London centric point of view mm. uh, when it comes to cultural issues very much uh, often. Mm. Um, so, so, certainly, certainly central broadcasters do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, this was very much a program 
uh, with buy-in from Bristol about Bristol, and um, but but with, le with with lessons for us all. And I, I, I'll, and I'll finish really with um, uh, I, I was reminded earlier on the week. Listening, it was I can't. Uh, um, it was actually talking about the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party, um, but it was the, an old joke from uh, the days of the Soviet Union, I think it was, mm -hmm. which is that um, the, uh, the future is certain, it's the past that's questionable. <laughs> the, the future is bright, comrade, but the past, well, <laughs> exactly. well we can airbrush photos, yeah, no, yeah, interesting. Exactly. exactly. Okay, well, my my media pick this this uh, this month is relatively brief. Uh, it's one that came out completely out of the blue, and this is the reason why I'm mentioning it. Uh, there were a couple of, th of other things that I've been watching that I thought could be interesting, uh, but but actually, this is I'm just going to mention this because uh, because I'm genuinely surprised by it, and that is a computer game called Uncharted: Golden Abyss on the PlayStation Vita. Now, the Vita is a a ten year old uh, game system. Yeah, right. it's released I think in uh, 2011-ish, uh, and um, and Golden Abyss was a launch game for that system, and um, it's a it's a it's an interesting little handheld console that has some certain certain key features, which have led to a very engaging bit of of, of computer gaming that has some interesting archaeological bits in it. So so the rest of the oh. Uncharted series is very Clive Cussler. It's very kind of um, oh, Dirk, Dirk Pitt raised the Titanic stuff. Yeah, that kind of thing. You know, so there's a, there's an ancient city, a lost city that's discovered. There's a uh, uh, yeah. The only thing that's really missing is is the uh, gratuitous inclusion of of a, a a vintage vehicle of some sort of a car for for Dirk to, to sorry uh, for Nathan Drake to uh, to 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 notice. But um, it's a really good. It's a good series. It's it's all. It's been fun. I I was first introduced to it during the uh, during the the, the lockdowns um, uh, when uh, the the trilogy, the first three games were, were made free on the PlayStation Network because um, the PS4 was my first my first PlayStation, and uh, and and that, hence having been a Nintendo boy all my life, as it were, um, I'd never got a, a PS Vita or some sort of or a handheld PlayStation um, console. So uh, when a friend of mine said, um, I, "I can I can sell you this for uh, a very attractive price," uh, I I took him up on, on on it and gave it a go. And I suppose what what I want to talk about is the fact that it's it's very intuitive in terms of the use of things like touch screens and and um, there's a touch screen on the the screen is touchable but also on the back there's a touch pad so you can do things like climb a rope by sort of sliding your fingers down the back of the console so it's as though you're climbing your rope. it's little things like that they, they, it's kind of cute but uh but actually there's some really interesting little nods to actual archaeologists so in this series where for the most part really archaeologists are actually just treasure hunters in this instance um the whole game starts out with a, a, a an excavation and a discovery of of um mesoamerican ruins having halted the construction of a road in colombia i believe uh and uh and there's an actual archaeological dig we go to an archaeological dig we get to pick up a skull and rotate it round using the touch screen on the back of the of, of the controller um you can clean artifacts so like at one point there's a conquistador helmet that you're sort of rotating and then dusting off the dust from with your finger um you can uh um yeah, do do charcoal rubbings of of uh of you know bar relief um on uh, on you know carved stone 
And also, uh, so far, again, I haven't finished the game yet, but you can do things like like putting together torn up documents to re to reconstruct, you know, an, an ancient you know, title deed or something. Uh, or do, do you get to, do, 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 do you get to take down the bas relief and smuggle it out of the country and then sell it in a London auction house? <laughs> You don't. No, no, you don't. But that you see, this is the thing. This is this is why I'm sort of this is why I'm being very specific about this. Is that Uncharted has for me, because um, I'm not the first archaeologist that I know. Can I talk about myself in the third person like that? The, the, the first archaeologist <laughs> that I know who uh, who in, who has enjoyed this series a little bit like Indiana Jones yeah. is a bit of a guilty person. Yeah, we all enjoy it. Really, yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't like to admit it, but no. we do. Yeah. Um, but but actually, what I really like about it actually is, is the fact that in this instance, um, one of the more recent things that, that that we came across in the game or that you come across is actually a Marshalltown trowel. So uh, there's a Marshalltown trowel that that, that, that you have to uh, again just clean off the dust from. Someone's engraved their name. Um, I think it's like Martinez Vasquez or something has engraved his name on the handle. I just thought this is this is this is nice. It's kind of it's um it's entertaining, it's quite good fun. The console itself feels quite nice to play with. Uh, but also uh, of all of the games in the series, this not only feels like a legitimate entry, it doesn't feel like a watered down portable version, even though it, it is mm. it's not available on on a, uh, on a home console, um, at least not yet. Um, but also it just has these little details that, that just remind you that actually Nathan is interested in the, in the past and he's not a formally trained archaeologist. He is essentially <laughs> after treasure, but also at the same time he he's been brought into this adventure because of his his his, his amassed knowledge and, and interest in this stuff. And, and so when you're doing things like like charcoal rubbings and then maneuvering them to to create the overall picture you feel as though you're doing a bit of investigation i, I found it very very pleasant and i figured as a as you know as a little summer entry to 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 meet to a media pick why not you know so there we have it folks media pick of the month or picks of the month uh, your your pick is quite accessible being on iplayer mine requires the purchase of a games console and a game uh, if you wants to but i would recommend the experience at the very least if you're interested and i suppose just just one final little thing uh that is a bit more accessible that i would recommend is uh the fact that i've been watching uh well i've been getting into sort of japanese feudal history a little bit in the past couple of weeks so i was playing ghosts of ghost of tsushima uh i was live streaming it last night actually uh and and it's it's good it's pretty good it it takes some liberties with the period it's it's sort of 13th century i think 1237 or 1287 um on on Tsushima and the the mongol invasion um oh kamikaze and all that yeah so some aspects of the game are are a bit anachronistic some of the weaponry is a bit from a bit later basically it's a it's a kurosawa movie love letter set in a fairly respectfully uh, rendered version of 13th century japan so i, I, I quite like it, no, it no, no, nothing nothing wrong with imitating kurosawa if it's good enough for george lucas and star wars and the hidden fortress um, yeah yeah well and actually in that because yeah there's, there's there's a character called kenji in it who's who's basically a uh, an R2D2 or a C3PO kind of figure, which is quite cool, and and uh, there's even a Kurosawa mode, so you can actually in the menu you can make it black and white with film grain, and play the game in glorious. Because actually, black and white films have a really high contrast and therefore often quite high definition. I mean, compared to 
to some of the early colour films that you get, and especially in the 80s, uh, black and white movies had that, that high contrast anyway. So actually playing, excuse me, playing a HD game in black and white doesn't feel anachronistic in that sense. It was It's why, um, just a brief diversion here, but it, it, it's why, you know, classic black and white movies, for example, a wonderful example is um, Alfred Hitchcock's uh, version of Rebecca that was made, I think, in 1940. Mm. Um, the lighting cameraman was James Wong Howe, one of the most famous Hollywood camera uh, cameramen. Mm. And um, a film like that is shot on high quality film stock mm. and it's lit specifically for black and white. So. Uh, when when people try and colorize these things it's why they 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 end up being unsatisfactory you know it's yeah. not it's not how it was meant to be shown mm. and it sh- and it shows up when you try and you know force it into the that tube of expectation and, and color yeah. it just doesn't doesn't work you're right. You're, you're right it's it can it can be an incredibly powerful medium mm. absolutely but i remember i remember the the colorization of um uh, it's a wonderful life being very very controversial when that that came about mm. uh but 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 yeah. at, attendant to that i've also been watching i took the opportunity to watch age of the samurai on netflix uh, uh a five maybe six part documentary uh 43 minutes per episode examining the rise of the edo clan i think and uh i keep getting people muddled up um was it Nobugara? Nobugara? Nobu... Anyway, certain key. I need, I need to go. I need to go and play uh, the, the, uh, Total uh, uh, Samurai Total Wars, whatever. I can't remember what it's called now. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The rise of certain key figures. I, I'm, I'm sort of nervous about mispronouncing. That's why I'm not going to go too yeah. much further along those lines. Um, but ending with uh, with lots of. Um, it's, actually, it's very reminiscent of, the story is very reminiscent of the, the tale of Alexander the Great or Julius mm. Caesar, uh, particularly actually Alexander, in so much as the legacy of one person led to various generals and, and lieutenants then fighting for supremacy, and then out of, the, out of that comes a bit more stability. It's also actually sort of reminiscent of the transition in Rome from uh, the Republic into the what we, what we call the Empire or the Imperial mm. uh, period in so much as you had a long period of civil war and strife which was then ended by someone either being the last person standing or someone just having the authority just to shut it down just to stop this fighting yeah. um and uh, it, it was good it was sort of filled in some blanks for me in terms of japanese medieval history and also it's one of those i don't know how i don't know what what what's the equivalent for you andy but for me japan and egypt are two of those places that i kind of keep as little little boxes of chocolates i don't i don't want to know too much about it because i don't want to be watching it with this hypercritical archaeologists kind of you know it's really hard for me to for example mm. to watch a viking movie you know and just go cool <laughs> like you just, because i'm going no 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 that's nonsense too early wrong metal you know incorrect clothing all this kind of thing so but come on we're, we're we're a profession that criticized the dig for the wrong kind of trowels so and, and the lemon drizzle cake and the lemon drizzle cake. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So, uh, so no, it's, it's it's a serious, it's a serious, it's a serious matter. It's a serious um, problem. Yeah, actually, it's fun. It's funny, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's. Uh, I mean, I, I I came to feudal Japan through Kurosawa movies, which I absolutely love. Mm. Um, they were one of the first sort of foreign language film. He was one of the first foreign language film directors I came across when I was, mm. you know, started to watch film seriously as a teenager and then at uni. And um, so, yes, I, it's, it's interesting how it, 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 for a European, an alien, non-Judeo-Christian culture, it's almost like a palate cleanser. Mm. 
Yeah. In, mm. in historical terms. Mm. Absolutely fascinating, wonderful, rich culture. Mm. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be with you on that. I don't know. I, 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 and again, I still... I still love the aftermath of the Roman Empire, the fall of the Western Roman Empire, mm. and, uh, 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 which is again has a lots of affinities with that that period mm. um, in, well, in, 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 in Japan. There's also an awful lot of of, um, uh, of interesting things that, that that highlight the difference between a historian's approach and an archaeologist's approach. So so mm. uh, it's it's very much a TV series that's filled with historians telling you a telling you a story so they're all kind of mm. overlapping lots of talking head type style documentary with, with dra mm. dramatic scenes interspersed um yeah but uh, but also i can't help because being an archaeologist i can't help but think but what about like what about the the people like you know like in so much, uh, i think to myself okay uh, it's, it's fine that these people are are warring you know this person doesn't like that person and they maneuver here mm. and they outflank that person's position and so on and so forth but I can't help but find myself just wondering what was it, what was it like to live in a hut on the side of that hill? You know, what was it like to to just be running a pub mm. at the time, or to be trying to produce, for example, you know, artwork or music and this kind of thing? And mm. some of that is slightly hinted at if it comes into the the narrative of the of you know, one of our main characters. Um, uh, but, but but it was it was it's 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 a military military history history that's being pre presented in the series and and mm. so in that sense I, again I guess that that's where actually as you say it's irresistible isn't it? archaeologists always again but what about mm. <laughs> we can't get away from it yeah. um, but I would recommend it it's worth watching definitely good uh, grand um, well I. Uh, hope, hope, hope that there's something in there for Media Picks this month that, that you guys might enjoy at home. Uh, we do intend to keep on doing uh, Media Picks and Muppet of the Month uh, as, as the months proceed. I think before we end, we, we ought to just invite... Uh, well, first of all, all, as always, we invite people to join the discussion below the line. Um, but I think particularly when it comes to Media Picks, you know, uh, with the plethora of channels and streaming services and some that are out there now uh, we can't take in everything so if there's something out there that somebody's seen that they think we ought to be discussing mm. and watching and recommending uh, or actually not recommending um recommending that you avoid like the proverbial plague then again join in the conversation below the line and uh, we'll take a look okay um actually this remind, reminds me actually i've got a copy of the film year one jack black's year one that someone has said i should watch because well i should watch with whiskey <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so we're even open to that kind of suggestion you might say that about watching indiana jones and the temple of doom or indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull but yeah, there we go yeah drinking out of a crystal skull oh no that's vodka isn't it that's uh, that's dan dan Aykroyd's vodka yeah, yeah yeah anyway anyway uh thank you guys for watching until next time do take care bye 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 This podcast episode has been produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network in collaboration with Archaeosoup Productions. Find out more podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. 
Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.